Hey everyone, we had some audio recording and editing issues this week, so as I'm sure you can hear, this is like a backup recording. Um, also, I for some reason can't add my theme music to it, so imagine the theme music playing right now. Bing, 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 bing. Hello, and welcome to Music with Mom. I'm Patricia, and I'm a musician. Hi, and I'm Colleen. I'm her mom, but I'm not a musician at all, so I have some questions. Okay, Patty, you ready for my question? Yes. Okay, so my question for this month is, why does music make us nostalgic? That is a great question. Part of my master's thesis is about nostalgia, so I feel like I'm pretty well equipped to talk about this. Is there a reason that you wanted to talk about nostalgia? Oh, because I wanted to talk about your master's thesis. No! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, um, I do want to talk about your master's thesis, but what I got me going on this is because Meatloaf died, and, you know, um, his songs were very much a part of my high school, and uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show is a huge part of my college days, and his scene in there is one of my all-time favorite scenes in any movie. And uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light, I mean, I still know every word, which, um, as some of our listeners might know, that's really the only music thing I can do, is I can learn lyrics. So, yeah, that's what got me thinking about it. All right, well, I was thinking we could... First, talk about nostalgia a little bit, and then you could tell us more about why you're nostalgic for that song. Let's do it. Okay. So, the if you're going to, like, study nostalgia, you got to start kind of a long time ago, because at first, nostalgia was a word for when, um, like, someone was homesick. Aww. Like, kind of, it described, like, an, like an illness. Yeah. And then eventually it has the meaning it has now where it's a feeling you have about something that you that happened a long time ago that you can't get back for some reason. Oh. So do you agree that that's how you think of nostalgia or do you have a different definition? Well, I think that's really very lovely. I think it's very heartfelt and, you know, um, yeah, I like that definition. I kind of just, to me, nostalgia kind of just means like remembering some good old times back in the day. Yeah. But then there's also that weird kind of nostalgia people have when they weren't even here then. But they like that music. Right. Like they weren't born yet is what I mean by they weren't here then. Mm-hmm. An important scholar named Svetlana Boyne who defines two different types of nostalgia, reflective nostalgia and restorative nostalgia. So restorative nostalgia is sometimes when people try to recreate the thing that they're nostalgic for. Like they make a 90s cover band and then everyone oh, dresses like the Patty. 90s. You just said 90s cover band on purpose because you know I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that's like restorative nostalgia. And then um, the other type of nostalgia is just when you think about it in the past. And there's a lot of ways that people talk about nostalgia. I think one thing that is interesting that um, I liked reading was a study by someone named Goran Bolin. It talked about generational sort of things with nostalgia. 
so that there was like a few different definitions where sometimes people get nostalgia for media that is associated with a certain technology that people don't use anymore like maybe a record player or maybe like a, like a cassette player or something like that that people don't use so people get nostalgic for that when things oh get obsolete just last night i saw a 90s cover band shout out to 90s rock show and the uh lead guy said oh who's owned this album who bought it on a cd who bought it on a cassette play tape so i know just what you mean patty yeah, and something else that that scholar talks about, and this is the last little definition I'll give, is um, this type of nostalgia that happens when you realize you can't share something with the next generation, which I think is interesting. Wait, what? Yeah, so like I think that's interesting for us talking about it. So this nostalgia that happens where you realize that like your children, the next generation, doesn't understand why you love something. So the example from that article is... Um, like this person, this parent has a lot of old comic books and tries to like show the kids and like get the kids all hype about it. But they're like, they don't get it because it's like they don't, they just don't get it. So that's what happens sometimes too is when you like really are into something. But then when you try to share it with your kids, you realize that like they don't get it because they didn't live that experience. Well, I'll tell you what the problem with that parenting flaw is. You got to start brainwashing the kids early. <laughs> They didn't show those comic books early enough to the kids. I mean, we played Beatles for you and Kenny from like day one pre-birth. You ha you didn't know that it, you had a choice but listen to good music. So you got to just start them early if you want to brainwash your kids. Yeah, and I think that's that's something I'm talking about in my thesis is how part of like the theory or whatever that I'm trying to make up is that sometimes nostalgia ha does these leaps like that where when i listen to the beatles music i maybe will feel nostalgia for listening to the beatles music like with you when i was a child whereas the reason you showed it to me is because you were nostalgic for an earlier time in your life it makes these gotcha. like time these like nostalgia point time leap kind of things still gotcha. trying to figure I out how to explain it. that um yeah, so thinking about those things, now maybe we can talk about what you think about Meatloaf, Paradise by yeah, the Dashboard yeah. Light. Yeah, let's talk about Meatloaf, because somehow we always end up talking about the Beatles. But um, <laughs> So yeah, I was wondering if you were nostalgic about this song, because remember that New Year's Eve party? I don't remember what year that was, but um, and all the families, so many families were at our house, and this song came on, and all the parents sang every word to Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Uh, I don't remember that, but I do know that I Mary learned... Mary Lynn was one of the people singing with us, and, uh... I don't... Okay, I gotta be honest, I don't remember that time. However, I do remember learning this song because I remember knowing the song and then at some point realizing what it was about later. <laughs> <laughs> How did that make you feel, realizing that's what your mom had been singing about all that time? I think I was, like, a, maybe just a little, like, scandalized, but nothing. Like, I was I guess really? maybe... <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just like, ooh, more like that vibe. <laughs> it is. It's the hottest song ever, and we loved singing it, and we just loved getting turned on by it, and because it really was, I feel like, what was going to happen later that night? That's what everybody did in cars, and I think that's what really 
makes teenagers so ma- in so many ways in our country and maybe in other places that cars just are teenagers first apartments cars <laughs> cars give you independence you know they're really very important and there's a lot of paradise happening in the car <laughs> yeah so um the person who wrote that song is named Jim Steinman which um and then it was performed wait Yes. And then it was performed by Meatloaf, who is not Jim Steinman, right? And, and then, yes. And, and uh, what's that woman's name again? Yeah, and the, the woman's duet. Yeah, the woman singing's name is Ellen Foley, but she's yeah, not Yeah, 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 yeah. She's hot as hell too. They are just a perfect match. And you know what? We really did use that baseball metaphor. I don't know if these kids still call it that, but we really did call it like first base was kissing, second base and well, I'm not gonna Well, call it we, we, let's keep I it. I can't imagine they're as mild as we used to think first, second, and third base was, but I mean a home run is always a home Oh yeah, a home run I think has the same, but like the working up. Well, at least when I was in high school, I had a concept of that, but I don't think people were like, "Did you get?" No one was like, "Did you get to second base or whatever?" I don't think that happened. <laughs> I don't think people talked about it like that. Um, but I w- I want to make it a- clear up that that um, that Ellen Foley is not the person in the music video. What music video? She's oh well, there is a music video for this, oh, and she's not. <sighs> Great question. Don't know the answer to that question. Because MTV was eight one eight one, so yeah, this came out in the seventies. I yeah, this came out in um seventy seven. Huh? Seventy seven. That sounds about right. And, and then, then the other thing. Okay, so so tell me about her. Okay, so her name's Ellen Foley, and she's done a lot of music stuff, a lot of singing stuff, and she uh, still does it. and um but she's not in the music video there's like another person in the music video who sings who like lip syncs to it oh it's like a live on stage version huh yeah it's like a like a (laughs) there's no you can tell there's not a crowd but they they do make it seem like they're singing along the song and then during the baseball part it like cuts to these like old black and white baseball clips in a funny way Oh my god, we just loved that baseball part. <laughs> I just still love that whole thing. Another thing I love about, and I really do think it's taught, is there are some people who probably learned what a metaphor was just by that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what a metaphor is. It's like, you ever call first base kissing? Okay. Okay. I was wondering, <laughs> so if you listen to it, this is just me not being ignorant. If you listen to it in the car, then did you listen to it on the radio? Yeah, yeah, on the radio. WMMR in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, you had to wait for it to come on the radio, and maybe um, before you went out, you might have called the station a few times and begged and requested. And, um, oh, yeah, that's what we did in the car. And this was a really popular song, so I guess it wasn't just your friends requesting it, huh? No, everybody was. Everybody loved this song. Everybody sang it all the time. Everybody loved singing the different parts of the duet. Everybody acted like, Oh, no, I'm sick of you at the end. No, I'm sick of you at the end. Because, <laughs> I don't know, you know, in the 70s, we, we are feminists, even though we were only teenage girls. And so we wanted to, we sang both sides of it and really dug it. Awesome. Really dug it. The other cool thing about Meatloaf is when he crashes through the wall on the motorcycle in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> yeah. And has that kick-ass, super cool choreo scene with that uh, ginger and that shiny bustier. I mean... Spoiler, that does not end well for uh, Meatloaf, that scene. No. But it 
it still is probably one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. Yeah. I'm not sure if that movie is problematic right now, but I'll tell you, we used to really enjoy it. Yeah. When we would, when they played it at midnight in um, Corona Del Mar at the uh, Old Port Theater, shout mm-hmm. out to CDM. Ooh. And we had the time of our lives with props and all, and, you know, there'd be reenactors up front in costume. I mean, I never had costume, but I would have, like, the newspaper and the rice, and I forget all the parts. Oh, yeah, we have, like, little water squirt guns because it's raining at the <laughs> beginning. Yeah. I pretty much only had the parts from the beginning. I don't know why. We probably just only thought that far. Because I always felt like I was, like, the Susan Sarandon in that um, movie, so. Wow, you must have had, like, good self-confidence. Well, you know. Be like, I'm oh, Susan yeah. Sarandon. I was feeling myself. We, that's awesome. Uh, actually, I think it was only community college, but still. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, community college is a good time of life. So, yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Heat Show, um, Meatloaf was great. There was a lot of great things about Meatloaf. It seems like you Those really associate... thinking about nostalgia. It seems yeah. like you really associate these things with, like, specific times in your life, like community college and high school. Do you think that helped, that make adds to the nostalgia a little? Oh, absolutely, because those were great, great times in my life. I had great, great friends in mm-hmm. uh, community college, most who, several of them who are no longer with us, who we've mentioned before. Vince Pistonia mm-hmm. uh, I used to go to that movie with, and Mario Lina I used to go to that movie with all the time. <laughs> and they're in, um, I mentioned them in our um, Pride episode. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun, a lot of good time. I miss them terribly, so yeah. And the <laughs> other one was high school, uh, uh, you know, and you just... Yeah. I hope I those were good friends, too. <laughs> yeah, I just had a lot of fun in high school. Well, thanks for bringing this question. I had a lot of fun talking about it. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I wonder, like, what kind of nostalgic songs there are for you. Yeah, maybe we can do a follow-up episode sometime. Yeah. And I just want to say... Maybe a sticker question of what songs make you feel nostalgic. Yes, we will. If anyone wants to let us know, you can tell us on our Instagram. Or you can email us. The links are in, like, the podcast um, episode description. And yeah, as one of these days, I'm really going to figure out how to put a link in my bio. I, like, followed everything, and I swear it's just because my bandwidth sucks so bad at uh, my apartment. I think I'm going to try to do it maybe at school or somewhere where the- I have better <laughs> Wi-Fi. Okay. Well, um, oh, and I hope you learn makes you think about nostalgia a little bit. <laughs> the ways yeah. I'm thinking about it for my paper. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to your paper. Aw, thanks. And, yeah. oh, I know what I wanted to say. Also, it was your birthday month, so happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. I've gotten <laughs> so much attention for it. And it's really been very, very sweet. It's really, uh, it's funny how it's not even just a birthday anymore. It's your birthday month. You know? <laughs> Let's just make the most out of every single day that you month you were born and why not <laughs> why not well now it seems like i feel like this is kind of a complication <laughs> this isn't really a yes or no answer question but i feel like we did a good job explaining <laughs> why music makes you nostalgic talking yeah, about time and place stuff that you have good memories with that maybe you can't recreate maybe you try to recreate it well thanks yeah. for this really insightful question and, and thanks for your great research, Patty. Can't wait to read all of your more stuff. Thanks. I think maybe we can do an episode about it when it's done. It will be done in March. So maybe our April episode could be about it. 
Oh my gosh, that's so soon. Well, I better let you go. You I know have it's. A lot to do. Yeah, I do have a lot to do. Got to write this chapter. So okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye. I thanks love you, for baby. listening. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks for all your positive feedback. I've gotten some of the sweetest, most heartwarming smile on my face response from uh, some of our podcast listeners that has really warmed my heart. And I just want to say thanks. I have two. My friends who listen, thanks for telling me you liked it. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, yeah, that's what I want to say. Thanks for telling me you liked it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bing, 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 b